In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Yikes, this is a hard text. You'll have to pay attention today. It's particularly difficult at the punchline in verse 9. This text is not what it seems. I know that it seems like it's a text about lying and cheating and stealing, but it's not. This is actually a text about trust. And it is a great story because it is one of those stories where Jesus shows he has a sense of humor. He uses a bad guy to show good guys in the church what they are meant to be doing. So, in the text for today, the bad guy gets called into the corner office. His boss says, Jimmy, you aren't just incompetent, you're a crook. Pack your stuff and get out. But before security can get to him, he cuts down the stairwell, he pulls out his cell phone, he calls his best clients, and he arranges lunch at the most expensive restaurant in town. Across the course of the lunch, he says, I don't know if they were taper or they won't taper. I have no idea whether Bernanke knows what he's doing. All I know is that the economy is slower than they think. How's it going for all of you? He lets them moan a bit, and then as the entree comes, he says, we're all friends here, and if it'll help you make your numbers and keep your job, take your bill and cut it in half. I'm sure my boss would love to take 50 cents on the dollar. And by the time dessert comes, this guy is not only a hero, he's become a friend. Later when the boss gets the bill and then he gets the books and he realizes that he's been taken one more time, all he can say is, this guy is brilliant. He is better at being bad than I ever thought. Now, what do all of you do with that story? It's true that the manager is a bad guy, and it is true that this story is about lying and cheating and stealing. But that's not the primary point. The primary point of this story is trust. He's a liar, he's a cheater, he's a stealer, but he is also very, very clever. And he is an especially shrewd judge of character. He knows his clients, and so he trusts them to take the deal. More importantly, he knows his boss, so he trusts his boss to honor the deal. In fact, he stakes his life on it. He's been fired. And if this doesn't work, he will starve to death. But he trusts. And that is the very, very simple point of this story. He trusts. He knows what his boss is made of. And he trusts his boss to be true. Now, you need to hold on to all of that as you try to make sense of the punchline in verse 9. Jesus tells that story and then he says, See, pay attention now. Make friends for yourselves by means of your unrighteous wealth, your dirty money, so that when that fails you, they may receive you into eternal dwellings. 
Without the context and without the cheater, this simply sounds like Jesus saying that you can buy your way into heaven. Spend your money, make some friends, go to heaven. But this story is not about a trade or a transaction or this for that. This story is about trust. This is primarily a story about trusting your master. And the story only works if the boss is true. This story only works if the boss is honest, if he is trustworthy, if he is generous and merciful and forgiving and honorable. And so this story starts and ends with Jesus. The story really goes like this. Jesus is rich, and he is your master. Jesus gives gifts, and he gives them to all of you. Because he gives you gifts, Jesus makes you a steward. And you are meant to manage his gifts well. At least you can do as well as the bad guy, because you're a good guy. But most of all, Jesus wants you to know him and to trust him, and then to live now and forever with him. The big difference between the bad guy and you is this. The bad guy lives for himself, but you are meant to live for Christ. The bad guy finances his own kingdom, but you are meant to finance Jesus' kingdom. The bad guy spends money on his own ideas, but you are meant to spend money on Jesus' ideas. And the bad guy spends money to save himself. It really is a trade or a transaction for him, but not for you. Since you are already saved, Jesus is asking you to spend all you've got to save others. So verse 9 reads like this. Spend, 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 spend everything you've got. Just don't limit it to your money. Spend your influence, spend your opportunity, spend your brains. Spend yourself, spend everything, spend it now. Time, influence, all you've got. Spend it on me, spend it on the church, spend it on others. Spend, 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 spend until it's all used up, until your pockets are empty, until your hands are empty. Spend everything you've got. Spend and be spent. And then don't worry, you take care of them now and I'll take care of you later. Someday you'll be welcomed in with saints and angels. It's quite impossible to do that by ourselves. We just don't have the stuff for that. But you all can do that because you know what your boss is made of. You can do that because you know that your boss is true and merciful and honorable and keeps his word. You can do it because you trust Jesus. It's the simplest of all things. And that is how Jesus wants us to understand this story, that we've been called to work for him and that he's given us gifts to do the work. We've been baptized. We've been forgiven. In a moment, we will see the body and blood of Christ for our forgiveness 
for strengthening and to make us a community. All that is merciful, divine, and free. And then, then you're called to be a steward of the church. You are called to live in the image of Jesus Christ. He is the one who went empty to the cross, empty pockets, empty hands, for you, spending his life for the life of the world. And now he finds himself in heaven, surrounded by saints and angels, and he is waiting for you. It's all a matter of knowing who our boss is and of trusting him to be true, of recognizing what he's given us and managing our lives in his image, of bringing all you've got to bear, not just money, that's easy, but influence and time and opportunity and talent and intelligence, bringing all you've got for the kingdom of God, for the church and for others. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.